0: never been more turned on by pajamas in my life. Hello everyone and welcome to Anime Club, After Dark the podcast that delves into all things anime, manga, and otaku culture related. I'm your host Alex, but you can call me Senpai and joining me tonight I have our poser extraordinaire Nitai.
1: Who's ready for... Lollies and non lollies and everything that's in between.
0: <laughs> Natai, you should know me by now. I'm always ready for lollies.
1: Literally starts the Indie campaign by saying, Where the lollies
0: at? Where, the, where them lollies at? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Uh, But no, so Natai and I have gotten together because he and I are going to be starting a multi-part spoiler cast series for an anime franchise that I think is near and dear to both of our hearts, and that is the Monogatari series. Um, this is going
1: to be a, a long journey ahead of us.
0: <laughs> it is. And we have essentially um, decided that. Because previously we have done a spoiler cast, uh, what was it, about two and a half, maybe even three years ago at this point.
1: It's been that long?
0: It, it's been a while. Uh, we did a spoiler mm. cast for uh, the entirety of the Monogatari franchise, and looking back on it, we thought that you know we only spent like an hour and twenty minutes or so on that, and we didn't feel like we gave the entire franchise, you know, enough of a shake.
1: It was to the point where we didn't even mention some characters, and then we I know right it for it.
0: <laughs> uh, so thinking about that, we've decided to go back, and we're going to do a spoiler cast series where we kind of denote each of the different parts of the monogatari series into their own uh spoiler cast so for this one in particular we are going to be talking about only the stuff that happens in Bakemonogatari. so and we we've also decided that uh instead of, instead of going in chronological order we will be doing these spoiler cast and broadcast orders so the way that the different parts of the monogatari series originally came out
1: in anime form, of course. Yeah, in anime form. Because there is form, a yes. bit of difference between the broadcast uh, release of the anime and the book release of the light novels. Yeah, um, yeah, but yeah. For sure, we're gonna go with broadcast order for sure.
0: Yeah, we're gonna go with yeah, we're gonna go with broadcast order. Um, also, I I do want to apologize. Um, it is storming outside right now, so if you do hear thunder and lightning on on my end, I'm very very sorry about that. There's very little I can do. Uh, is
1: it raining, Men? Though
0: not yet. Uh, I'm still waiting for the day it starts raining lowly as I will be in heaven then um, also I do I do want to mention so this is not for Natai and I both this is not our first uh, foray into the Monogatari series mm. we are re-watching this series as we go through the spoiler cast um, I think that'll be it'll be that way all the way up to at least for you when we get to Zoku or in Monogatari because that's the only part you haven't actually sat down and watched for the first time yet
1: Still haven't watched it for the first time, uh, waiting on my buddy to get caught to that point. But yeah, who knows? Maybe, maybe we'll get there sooner than I assumed, but uh, we'll see. Mm. Also, a thing to note we won't be spoiling uh, events from um, parts of the series that come later. Um, mm. Because, I mean, we, we will maybe mention some stuff, but we won't go into detail.
0: Yeah, it's like this is a spoiler cast for Bakemonogatari. We will perhaps mention some things that are alluded to in Bakemonogatari that come up in later parts, um, but we won't really go into great detail or spoil those parts. Those late those events from later parts. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. I think with that we can go ahead and get on into Bakemonogatari. Uh, a great place to start would be our our first experience with Monogatari as a whole, because like this is the part where most people start their experience with Monogatari. Um, yeah, I guess I much. can go that into this and... a little bit. I I, I want to okay. go into this a little bit first because so uh, the Monogatari or Bakemonogatari originally came out in July of two thousand nine. So it ran from July of 09 to September of 09 with the final three episodes being released as OVAs after that into 2010. Um, mm-hmm. I originally tried to watch Bakemonogatari. Um I think back in the beginning of 2010 where I watched like, the first couple of episodes and got incredibly bored with it. <laughs> it's it's
1: not an easy watch. It's no, it, it doesn't it's yeah. not
0: it's it's certainly not binge worthy either. It's, hard, it's no, one of the hardest no. things ever to binge.
1: This show is so demanding of your attention and your focus, and it doesn't fuck around. Like you can try and binge it, but man, it, it's it, it's it's quite draining in a good way. By the way, I mean to clarify yeah, I, clarify. Both Alex and I love the show, but it's it's it is a really demanding watch.
0: It is uh, but yeah when I originally watched it, I actually dropped it out for a couple of episodes and then um, at, after a few years, it was 2015 it was actually very shortly before we started this podcast um I you know it had been going for a while it had gotten its reputation and I thought, you know what I'm gonna sit down and I'm gonna give this thing another shot and I did and at the time when I started when I sat down and started watching this, that was when uh, the first season of Awari monogatari was airing. Um, oh, shit, really? And over the course of, I think, three and a half weeks, I actually binged the entire Monogatari series and then got to the point where I was waiting week to week for Awari season one. Mm. Um, that's how much I fell in love with it. Like, I don't know what it was the first time I watched it. I just couldn't get into this. I Maybe it was just because of my mindset. Like, I was, I was a bit younger. Um, I had just started college, and then by the time I tr- sat down and watched it for the second time, I... Uh, I had graduated from college and was in the working world. I don't know, maybe something about my mindset changed.
1: It just really—it's kind of a challenging show because it doesn't hold you by the hand. It leaves no. a lot of things for you to like figure out and piece together. Mm. And it's just—and I mean—we'll get to the dialogue, but the dialogue in this show is is sharp, is witty, but it's it's rapid as fuck. Mm. <laughs> it does not let up at all it goes and yeah. goes and goes and goes on tangents and it's it's it it can get quite hard to keep up with sometimes
0: well as we have as you said um bakemonogatari and the monogatari series as a whole is based on a light novel series written by the very very talented Nisio isen um <laughs>
1: The
0: infamous Nisioi series. Infamous. Uh, it is the entire Monogatari series, at least up to this point, um, including Baki Monogatari, has been produced by Studio Shaft. Um, the entire production, like the entire project, has been like generally directed by Akiyuki Shimbo. Um, but over the course of its run, uh, other directors have come in uh, sporadically. Um, with Baki Monogatari in particular, they also brought on... Um, Tatsuya o- Oishi, um, mm-hmm. to sort of co-direct with Akiyuki Shimbo. Um The character designs were done by Akio Watanabe. Uh, the character designs are more or less lifted from the light novel illustrations. Uh,
1: done by Vofan, the goat. D-
0: done the by goat. the absolutely great Vofan. Um, the music in the Monogatari series, uh, well, there's been some other pieces of music but principally the music in the monogatari series has been composed by satoru kosaki also a goat mm-hmm. um i'm sure we'll get to it throughout these series of cast. just the very memorable pieces of music that come about throughout the run of it yeah um, as I said, it aired from July, 2009, uh, Baki Managatari aired from July of 2009 to September of 2009. The final three episodes were released as ONAs. I do want to talk about that though, because like, uh, currently the only way you can watch all 15 total episodes of Baki Managatari legally is, is one of two ways, either owning the Blu-rays, which the final three episodes are on there, or, by pirating it because for some reason and I cannot fathom why both Crunchyroll and Funimation have not licensed the ONAs
1: can we also talk about that on, I don't know if on, if, if on Funimation it's the same but that on Crunchyroll at least for some reason the first 12 episodes are like 40, 480p
0: yeah they are only no available on 480p reason. that's the highest resolution you can watch them in why?
1: Why didn't they never updated it for some reason
0: I don't know, because they weren't even released in, in 480p. They were released in 720.
1: I'll never forget how confusing it was for me to, like, I, I, I can't remember what caused it. I think maybe it's because of you guys, because by the time I joined uh, the podcast, all of you were, like, just gushing over uh, Monogatari. Um, mm-hmm. But then I was like, yeah, I guess I'll check this show out. Go to Crunchyroll. It's 480p for no reason. like, it's time to put a cap on, lads.
0: <laughs>
1: time to sail the seas.
0: Oh, for me personally, I actually own the Blu-rays, so that's how I watch them. But um, mm. yeah, that's that. It's just it's a weird quirk of this series that for some reason, um, all the places that have licensed the Monogatari series have never licensed these ONAs. Um I don't, I, I don't know for a fact, but I'm pretty sure Crunchyroll also hasn't licensed Kisa Monogatari yet either.
1: They haven't, but they have licensed some of the later parts that are are OVAs, like and Neko Monogatari Black, and I think Tsuki uh, Yes, Tsuki Monogatari, yes, Monogatari was OVA. an OVA series. Yeah, and it is on Crunchyroll in 1080p, so it's like...
0: Uh, yeah. Like, I don't understand that. It, it must be a licensing thing. It's got to be. But anyway, that, that's so far beyond my pay grade. Um, so the ED for Bakemonogatari Monogatari remains the same uh, throughout the entire run of it. It is uh Kimino Shiranai Monogatari by Supercell.
1: Um, probably my favorite ED of the entire. Sh- it's
0: series. certainly one of my favorites. Um, it, it, it's up there. Um, and then probably the last little bit of technical stuff to get into, um, is the art and animation of Monogatari as a whole. But you definitely, with Baki Monogatari being your introduction to it, it definitely stands out. Um, I, I know this is kind of cliché to say this at this point because everyone says this about Monogatari, but the only. The only phrase I can think of to adequately describe the art style and animation is avant-garde.
1: Yeah, I took the words out of my mouth. Pretty much. It's very very avant-garde.
0: Everyone says that about the Monogatari series, so it seems so cliche to say, but it is really the best and only way I can describe it the art and animation of, of this series. Um So many different
1: like ways of animation that they they that they like use in the show. Sometimes it's like these sort of like sometimes it's it's like live photography. Even like you'll yeah. see like fucking real life photos like used in the show. Sometimes it's it's kind of regular animation. Sometimes it's just something entirely yeah, different. It's really something. <laughs>
0: It is. I mean, and there's, there's lots of quick cuts. There are, uh, fades to directing
1: is so good. Yeah. And there's, there's
0: fades. There's, there's fades to these, uh, animation cells that are literally just blocks of text. Um, and some of them go by incredibly quick and there's like, you know, 17 lines of text on there and it's only on screen for a second. So that's something crazy.
1: It's sort of like, it's interesting because there are certain, like, there are a lot of times where there isn't a whole lot of animation going on in the show. Sometimes it could get very, um, like, as I said, just not really animation, like, it doesn't animate that much in certain scenes, but they compensate for that. with, again, really wonderful directing and just really cool visuals and weird visuals, you know, it's, it's really cool. It's really something unique, I'd say.
0: Yeah yeah for sure i mean and there's other things that the series as a whole has become known for um the head tilts i think is a big one um it almost seems like a a, a meme at this point to have the monogatari head tilts which is also well at least at the time this was being made bled over into other things that shaft was making it certainly bled over into madoka magica
1: mm, yeah
0: which i actually attribute more to akiki shimbo than shaft as a whole I think
1: for like obviously he sort of led Bakemonogatari, but I think he quite he really left a mark on the entire show because for the rest of the series it's like he set the tone when it comes to the style and the direction that the show will like has, and so it's very much uh, Shinpo has his finger fingerprints all over the show.
0: Oh, for, for sure. sure. I mean, and something else is, like, the setting of this show, right? It's it's portrayed as, like, this bustling metropolis, but yet you look at all the background art and there's nobody there.
1: Yeah, it's really interesting how there are no... Like, sometimes you'll see cars going by and sometimes they will be... And they be all look exactly
0: of, the same, by the way. They all
1: look exactly the same. And sometimes there will be references to other people in a certain scene and later on. I mean, there are some examples, but it's all it's like the show doesn't really care about anything else besides the main cast of characters that it's delving into it's
0: yeah i've always also taken that as a like a as a symbology because like the fact that the town seems empty um even though you're kind of led to believe that it's like an actual thriving town um is that it's supposed to symbolize loneliness like teenage loneliness um, okay, I guess. And then the thing the thing with like all the cars being the same and like there's there's other stuff in the backgrounds too that like just seems like it's a lot of stuff repeated over and over again. Um can be like how as a teenager sometimes you feel like life is a bunch of monotony and sameness. Mm.
1: I've always That's I've always felt that take. some kind
0: of symbolism there.
1: Yeah. I can get banned that take. I just I just really love how the town looks. For some reason, like even though we say it's empty, it's there's something really striking about how they portray the town, the city itself. And I can't put my finger on it. Um, It's just, there's something about it. You know, it feels like sort of otherworldly even in some cases.
0: Yeah, for sure. It definitely feels like it's taking place in some kind of like alternate reality or something. Um, But anyway, should we actually get into the story? The meat. Let's talk about the, the actual meat. show. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So we're gonna go through this in like story arc order. So um, the or Bake Monogatari is or Bakemonogatari starts out with uh, the two episode story arc Hitagi Crab. Um, yes. The and something else that's uh, somewhat unique about the Monogatari series. Other anime since have also kind of taken this route as well. When there are multiple story arcs, um, each story arc has its own OP.
1: And each OP is sang by the main uh, heroine of that arc.
0: Yes, at least for Bakemonogatari. Monogatari. Um, yeah. And in Hitagi they... Crab, the OP is a uh, staple. Stable. I always I always read that backwards so many times. Yeah, stable, same. staple. <laughs> uh, by Chiwa Saito, who is the VA for uh, Hitagi Senjogahara, who we are principally introduced to in these first two episodes. Uh, there's other. Uh, there's other characters who were also introduced. Obviously, the main character of Koyomi Araragi. Um We have Tsubasa Hanakawa, Memo Ishino, and Shinobu.
1: But aside, like speaking of introductions, what a, 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 a bold introduction to a show, right? Because imagine you're sitting there watching this show for the first time and then it just hits you with this montage of events where you have no clue what's going on you see all of these like quick cuts and really like striking animation and weird characters going on and like there's blood everywhere and then there's this blonde for some reason and she has these big ass teeth and it's it's really striking and
0: bold and it's it's I love it. It's not the only big thing that Blondes got, by the way. We'll get to that later, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like, it, it, the, the, the first, like, what, 90, 120 seconds of the show is just quick cuts that obviously knowing what comes forward, they're alluding to events that are going to be described in Kizu Managatri. But for the
1: entirety of Baka you have no clue what, what, what is that even about? That's no. And then there's, there's
0: other it. times, especially later, I believe it's uh, in the final story arc, um, um, Subasa Cat, uh where other quick cuts from that same thing are, are shown. Mm. So it's brought even up Into again, a different and, event.
1: And,
0: yeah. Yeah. And you're, you're, it just it leaves you wondering like it already sets up the mystery like what are what is this shit like am i going to be explaining this
1: nope
0: <laughs> and then it immediately it, it immediately cuts once that um like flashback or whatever you want to call it ends it immediately cuts to Koyomi running up the stairs and catching hitagi falling on the staircase and you're like what the fuck is this
1: yeah, and I love how sort of it's it's it, like when I sat down and rewatched it, the first thing that popped into my head while watch had while watching that was like, man, so fucking like I love how confident the show is in itself in like pre- just presenting this like weird story like that. It's like boom, this thing happened. Boom, this thing happened. All this shit's going on, and then it goes through all the all the female characters that we're gonna meet in the show, and it's like. You see all of the girls with each of their uh, like the name of their apparition. Basically, and it's like it's like boom, Pokemon Gallery. Here we go, motherfucker. Let's go. And it's like <laughs> it's so great, and and that goes for the rest of the show because they're especially in the first episode. They throw a lot of information at you that they will not explain in this season. Like yeah. I, like when there's the there's a conversation that that Koyomi is talking about how yeah he was a half vampire for some reason and they never explain why and how and it's interesting it's very interesting to go about it like that when it's like your first introduction to a yeah, story they, right?
0: they never well i won't say they never but there are multiple instances that they keep referring to over and over throughout Bakemonogatari that um, well, one of them is kind of explained by the end of it, but the other one isn't really explained until Kizu Monogatari. But they keep they keep referencing Spring Break and Golden Week. Yeah, and like yeah. At, at the end of it, you know what happened during uh, Golden Week. At the end of Baki Monogatari, you know what happened. But spring um, Break. No. What happened during Spring Break? you Gotta wait until Kizu to find out.
1: <laughs> it's it's really interesting. It's. I haven't read the novel, like, I only read Kizu Monogatari, the novel, but have you read Bake
0: Monogatri? I have. I've read, uh, well, I've read almost all the novels. I'm actually currently reading the Monster Season novels.
1: Nice. And does Bake also, is the novel also written like that, where they just throw some of these, like, this information? It's like, yeah, we're not going to explain it.
0: Uh, yes, it is.
1: Interesting. <laughs> Because again, like another example of that, I mean, I'm jumping ahead, but like I'll stop right there. Just a quick example is later on, uh, Hitagi and Koyomi are going to see Oshino Meme. And when they arrive, they see this, they see Shinobu. And Senju Gahara is like, uh, quick question, what the fuck is that? And, and Aragi is like, uh, pretty much, I'm not gonna, like, don't, 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 don't think about it. He's like, he's not gonna try, try and explain it.
0: It's like he's literally hand waving it in front of Itagi. It's like yep. <laughs> pay no attention to that. Yeah. Yeah, like that's 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 the crazy shit you get with this. And like what like you say what a fantastic introduction. And like, the character introductions in 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 particular are, mm. are crazy. Like the only character introduction I can think of that isn't like off the walls kind of crazy is um hanakawa's introduction because like that's her just talking to to koyomi like after school they're just and, talking like, that about seems,
1: the, the festival yeah
0: yeah that, that seems so normal in comparison to how the other characters are introduced later on like even with hitagi right later in the same episode in fact, right after that conversation she's introduced by trying to fucking kill koyomi she puts a fucking stapler in his mouth and a box cutter
1: what a great uh, imagery, though. Like, her falling from, like, falling from the stairs. And, like, it's funny because then, because when you see it for the first time, it's, she's falling from the sky and it's, like, it's really dramatic. And Koyomi is reaching out for her and grabbing her and and saving her. But then later on, it's like, oh, yeah, she just slipped from a banana. It's like, what the fuck?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I even like her line, like, who would have guessed there would be a banana peel up there? <laughs>
1: Wasn't there a later, later on in the show, I think he, he told, uh, Hanakawa, he's like, don't ever eat bananas at school.
0: Yeah. Don't ever (laughs) eat bananas at school. Um, but yeah, like that, that, that introduction is, is, is crazy. Um, and then like part of the thing when, when Koyomi catches her on the stairs, he realizes that how light she is. Like she only weighs like five kilograms and she should weigh something like 45 kilograms or something like that.
1: And then it sets up, like, the whole premise of this entire first arc. It's like, he, he meets her for, for pretty much for the first time. It's like, hmm, something's off about her.
0: Yeah, and that's why he takes her to to meet uh, Meme Oshino. And, like, that's also something else, that introduction. Like, it's, it's very clear from the second you see him that he and Koyomi have some kind of history together that they've... Um that they've had some kind of an issue or, you know, it done something together before. And I also think it's funny that when he introduces into MMA, like, oh, oh, another girl, you're getting quite popular. <laughs> Did something good happen?
1: Uh, the dialogue in this fucking show is so, so good. It's and like,
0: and it's so many people, so many characters have like their own catchphrase. Like with Hanakawa, it's, I don't know everything. I just know what I know.
1: Such a good catchphrase.
0: I'm with Hitagi's Hitagi's is the only one that kind of changes like at the beginning it's like Sunday service.
1: <laughs> it's it's we, we we'll talk about the dialogue a lot in this episode because there is so much to talk about. It's I love how like there are fights in Monogatari as a whole, but I think the more like the like, uh, not only fights in terms of you know like punching each other, but it's more like sort of like witty dialogue back and forth between the characters. Because it always feels between uh, Hitagi and Aragi like they're trying to to win a conversation between the both of them. It's always by the end, Asenjo Kahara always wins by the end because of course she does. But I love their back and forth. Their uh, the, the, their conversations are so entertaining because you have Aragi who is sort of the straight man, and then you got and Sajukara was like always deadpan like all the time and it's so funny like oh, yeah it's for great. sure
0: uh but then like that whole thing with Oshino uh where they meet and he takes away like the curse on her
1: the one thing that he says when they meet him and talk to him about her problem that apparently she has an apparition that Caused her to lose all all over. I I love
0: this line because it sets up so much for what comes afterwards. Because Meme says, No one can save you, you can only save yourself. And this is a thing, this is a theme, this is a running thing that goes through the Monogatari series. It will come up again and again and again. And it will come, I guarantee you, if you stick with this, it will come full circle by the time you get to the second season of Awari Monogatari.
1: Yeah, it's not by accident that first episode of the show... It literally just spells out... Like this... Motif of... You can only save yourself... Because that's what... These characters do... To some extent... Like... We, so... The whole thing with Itagi... Her problems again... She... um She doesn't have any weight... And that mm-hmm. happened because... She... Like... Her past is like super dark... Like... Her... Her mother got into this cult... And that caused a rift in her family... To an, quite a, an extreme because it led to one of the cult members like arriving at their home and assaulting Hitagi.
0: Yeah, he tried to rape her.
1: Yeah, which is like, it's like, oh, God. And the way she sort of like met Shudel with all of that trauma is like when she met this like apparition, this ghost. Because this, this world has spirits and ghosts. I mean, our main character is like, half a vampire. Um, she sort of asked it, asked it to take her weight off of her, the weight of her trauma. And then she sort of lives with that for a long time, and that causes her to be so distant and paranoid and like you know put up this guard, which leads her to fucking almost killing Koyomi with a stapler.
0: <laughs> yeah, and that that's also something else that that comes up multiple times at the Monogatari series is this like like uh, this wordplay, right? So like mm. uh, Hitagi asks the 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 weight crab uh, to take the weight of all this stress and all this baggage that she had with her family off and of pain, her shoulders yeah. and instead the crab takes away her actual physical weight yeah
1: it's sort of a careful what you wish for in yeah. some of these cases which is very interesting but i i, I kind of love it because it like and, and what i love about like it's like it, you kind of think it is yourself oh it's, she doesn't have any weight okay but i love how they portray that because one of the Honestly, one of the best things of the entire season is when Aragi is at uh, Hitagi's place after Oshino tells them to go back to her place. Uh, she needs to what? What did he say? Like she needs to like clear stuff up or whatever. Sort of be pure when she arrives at the uh, like ritual that they will perform, right? Yeah. So. One, so they have this entire conversation and she's walking out of the shower and she's butt naked. It's like, oh, what the fuck is wrong with you? And she's, you know, she's teasing him and all of that. But then by the end of the scene, she's like, it's like, clothes are heavy for me, you know, which... <laughs> Maybe Nisio is is using it as an excuse to just portray a teenager but naked for you know fan service. I mean, he is very self indulgent yeah, but I love how it's sort of written to the character and to the story and makes sense. There's a lot that that was said about the fan service in Mongatri, and there is a lot of it for sure, but I do think it's fan service that is crucial to the show to some extent,
0: yeah, it's not just fan service for fan service yeah. sake, like it's actually serving a point most of the time i yeah when we get to when we get to nisei monogatari i i listen i've never looked but, at toothbrushes the same sense um, yeah but
1: but this scene in particular doesn't work without hitagi being almost naked all the yeah. time and it's portraying the i mean we t- I, I, I gushed about the direction of the show but it's been said many times but this scene in particular is a great example of that because for the beginning of the scene so you know you're looking at Itagi, and you're not missing anything at all. Like you see all of it because No, Araki you're seeing sort of.
0: I mean, I mean, you're not seeing nipples or anything, but you're definitely seeing no. tits and ass.
1: Yeah, you're seeing tits and ass for sure, and Araki is, you know, just is looking at it obviously. But the moment, the moment that Itagi is like clothes are heavy for me, it's like it's like a switch. It's suddenly, like the camera isn't "quote unquote" lusting after mm-hmm. her. It's very much. It's very much respectful of her. Yeah, because it's showing you how heavy the clothes well.
0: are for her.
1: Yeah. And it's... it's mwah. I, I yes. love it. I love it.
0: But then, uh, at the end of this arc, obviously, um, the, the weight crab is sort of lifted off of Hitagi. Um, I find it funny that the the crab actually adds the weight to Koyomi at the end. <laughs> <where he> steps <laughs> yeah. on the scale and it says like 100 kilograms. And he's like, son of a bitch. <laughs> Motherfucker. Uh, but yeah, that, that's kind of how it ends, and you're you're we're left off thinking that now Hitagi and Koyomi are actually like a thing. Mm.
1: Well, she 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 claims he is a, her friend, which yeah. Again, and by the it's... beginning of the at the beginning of the arc, she she doesn't talk to anyone. She's alone. Like Hanekawa even mentions that no one's like she is by herself all the time. She almost never comes to school. Because of her sickness. And yeah. but then by the end of the arc, she's like, she's she's smiling, she's happy, and like she's thanking Koyomi. She's like, Yeah, I'd like to be your friend. And it's
0: it's yeah. great, it's cute. Yeah. And then we get it's to Mayoi snail, the next three episodes in the uh, in and we are introduced to best lowly, Mayoi Hachikuchi.
1: Oh my god. Uh-huh. And what an OP she has. Yes, and what an OP <laughs> it's she blasting has blasting at you.
0: Just absolutely <laughs> blasting this like lollipop at you jesus christ um but no, i i definitely want to talk about her character design though because like it's it's called my snail it's like there, there's all that play on words with lost cow versus lost snail uh but she actually kind of looks like a snail with her giant backpack
1: sometimes they draw her shadow like a snail and i love it
0: yeah i know the the way, i love that too
1: by the way all of the character designs are top notch they're like mm, they're like 10 out of 10
0: Yes, for Monogatari.
1: sure. In I love it. For
0: sure, for sure.
1: Um, but Hachikuchi doesn't even show up for most of the first episode of her no, arc. No, for
0: most of the first episode in her own arc, she doesn't even show up. Um, what? What? The first episode of this arc is one of my favorite episodes ever of all time in anime because it's literally like a 23-minute long conversation with two people bullshitting each other. And it's oh, the most compelling so shit I've ever seen. Damn, like, It's
1: it's... Th- uh, I, I can watch, I, I can also, I can watch Hitagi and Koyomi talking shit all, like, all day. It's, it just it's so entertaining. It's so fun you know it's
0: like they're they witty back and forth with each other are, are so good like one of the one a part of this conversation is literally hitagi talking about how different kanji are made up of like different words like yeah um, I, I know there's a lot of stuff that's talked about like i i and i can't go, i don't speak japanese i really wish i could i wish i could go a lot of that culture. goes over our heads for sure yeah i wish i could really dive deep into all the different cultural references they're talking about with how kanji are created but i i, I can't i'm not anywhere near qualified to do it but it's so compelling as hell to just hear them talk about it. They're talking about how like um Hitagi's name can be like read as something like public works or something like that. And I'm like, that's cool.
1: Yeah, that's cool. It's also like we talked about uh, uh Alex and I talk about this show all the time. It's because there's so much to talk about. I mean, heck, it's been like 30 minutes and we only talked about one arc. Just so you like, it's, sorry, it's John. Yeah, sorry, John. But, <clears throat> like, one of my favorite lines, because it's such a, <clears throat> like, a quintessential <clears throat>
0: Nisio okay, line, I guess.
1: Oh, I need to. Hold on. It's such a Nisio line. What was that about her clothes?
0: You'll need to be more specific.
1: It was, oh, remember when she approaches Koyomi? And she's like, oh, um...
0: Yes. When yeah, she she's, says, like, talking about her she...
1: new dress. Yeah, and she's she she's wearing a completely of, new
0: outfit we've never seen her in.
1: Yeah, and and she's like, by the way, all the outfits are the choice, mm, perfect. But anyway, she's like, uh, she's like, oh, I haven't bought this sh- uh, this dress to sh- to show you. I bought it to be it for it to be seen by you, or yeah, something I'll like d- that. Yeah, So
0: the line is the line is, I didn't buy this dress uh, for you. I bought this new dress so you could be the first one to see me in it.
1: Yeah, and it, it's such a like. The, the, it's it's so neat to be able to be like look for these nuances in language and in just conversations. Mm. It's great.
0: Yeah. Um but when Hajikuji actually does show up after this epic conversation with two masterclass bullshitters has ended, uh, I think that it gets really interesting because you're you're introduced to her and, and there's so much foreshadowing because um uh Koyomi is the first one to see her right and he points her out mm-hmm. and he actually saw her before Hitagi showed up but then he, she just left um she didn't yeah. say anything she's just looking at some kind of map that's nearby and then she left um but then she comes back and she's still looking at the map and Hitagi points her out and he's like what's that little girl doing over there what's that like middle school no girl? elementary school girl doing over there
1: it's Auragi pointing it out and he's like that's right oh did it, I say like, Hitagi yeah I admit,
0: I, yeah I meant Koyomi I'm sorry
1: and and I love how it's like because on rewatch this this arc is really satisfying in that aspect because it, it's like Auregi is like looking at a Hachikuji. and he's trying to read her name on on her backpack and it's like what what's that over there and and Hitagi is like it's it, it, what, what did she say something along the, the lines of it's very hard to see
0: yeah it's very hard to see and you're like oh so she just has some bad you know uh, she's not very it, it, she's far, far
1: away you can't see it's like okay. Um and then but then like as the arc goes on, you don't see any interactions between Senjogara and Hachikuji for some yeah. reason.
0: Um yeah, the only the only like direct interactions you're seeing with Hachikuji are between herself and uh Koyomi. Um and And, and-
1: Hanakawa for one in- for an instance, which does and- throw and- you for a loop.
0: And Hanakawa to throw you for a loop. She does show up, and there's, there's some great foreshadowing there to what's going oh, on it's... with Hanakawa's family situation.
1: Yeah, it's so because good.
0: Because this, this arc takes place all in one day. It takes place on Mother's Day. And Hanakawa basically says that she doesn't like to be home on holidays. And it, it's kind of left at that, and you're kind of just like, okay, that's kind of weird, but, you know, whatever.
1: But the the question is, why is, yeah. why do they see Achikuji? Why yes. is that?
0: That's a really great question that will get answered eventually, I'm sure. Um, <laughs> but the, the whole thing with Hachikuchi is that she's lost and she's trying to get home to her mother's on, on, on Mother's Day. And so it, Hitagi, well, Koyomi decides to help her out and Hitagi just comes along. Turns out Pretty they much. get lost on the way there in a neighborhood that Hitagi is supposed to actually know. Uh, so then it like brings up a lot of questions like what the fuck is going on? Like something, something's obviously up. So they go back to the park. Um, Koyomi and Hachikuji stay there and Hitagi and goes to and talk shit. Yeah. And then they talk shit as well. Um, and he gropes her, um, <laughs> for the first of many times, Koyomi, oh, Hachikuji, um, and Hitagi goes off to Meme to find out what the fuck is going on. Um, and like you say, that's that's when Hanakawa shows up. He can see her and everything. And then you get back. She gets back. It's he gets back and um, tells Koyomi what uh, Meme said. And then uh, also reveals to Koyomi that she can't actually see Hachikuchi. <laughs>
1: whoops i love that uh, great whoops. cut of of like it's it's like you, you, we're watching from hitagi's point of view of just our ragi in the distance talking to himself and then like for some reason throwing things in the air and like for some reason fighting the air itself it's great
0: <laughs> yeah and then they had that great moment it's like listen don't ever lie to me again bitch <laughs>
1: Also, we got we got a confession uh, in that uh, in that episode, I think. Yes, Sejuani is like, "I love you,"
0: and she <laughs> says it in, in clear English: "I love you." <laughs> just it's like mm, it's just tucking on my
1: heartstrings. Um, yeah. Also, um,
0: the, the the twist at the end, though, with with Hajikuji is also really good. I thought, um, especially like or not not so just twist the reveal rather of why she's lost. Um, it's yeah, kind of, it's kind of like sweet in a way because Hachikuchi came from a broken home Their their parents got a very bitter divorce um, and she was actually one day going off to see her mother and she got hit and killed by a car trying to cross yep. the road on the way to her mother's mm-hmm. house. And the, the, the twist to reveal is that Hachikuji's actually a ghost. She's dead and she's just trying to get back home so that she can essentially pass on. Yeah, and become a, like she ends up becoming a wandering uh, oddity instead of a lost oddity, or they, they use a different term, but that's basically what happens, where she can actually wander around without being lost.
1: Yeah, I uh, I, I love this like this like all, like sh- like whole thing with her character. Like besides enjoying her conversations with Aragi, which are like a, a lot of fun, and they will keep on being a lot of fun for the rest of the show. It's I I love that concept of she causes people to get lost because they wanna be lost because yes. the beginning of this arc is Aragi leaving his home even though it's Mother's Day and his sister Karen which both of his sisters are sort of introduced for the first time in this arc they're like mad at him so yeah. he he's want to be lost sort of leads into be meet Tachikuchi and keep on getting lost you know and that's as said. The same goes for Hanukkah, who was was looking to be lost to some extent. I, I there's something about that that want of being lost that for some reason is super compelling to me. I can't put my finger on why.
0: Well, I, I feel like there's there's a lot of people can relate to this idea of just like being so overwhelmed by everything that you just want to disappear for a few hours. Yeah and get lost I will say you know going back to what you said I'll bring it up again that line no one can save you you can only save yourself
1: yeah it's it's great and also by the end of this arc um, Aragi and Sajigar are going out officially which is Um, which is that that continuing thread of their relationship throughout the season is really satisfying to watch how they grow throughout the
0: series really
1: for sure for sure definitely
0: but shall we move on to the next arc?
1: Yes, let's do that. So let's talk about some lesbian monkeys.
0: Yes, let's talk about a lesbian monkey. Uh, so the next <laughs> arc is Suruga Monkey. It's episode 6 through 8. Uh, the OP is Ambivalent World by uh, Miyuki Sawashiro, who is um, uh, Kambadu's voice actor. Yeah. Uh, Suruga Kamburu is introduced for the first time in this arc. So uh...
1: she, she's, she's right in your face. Um kanburu It's
0: About a lot of things.
1: About a lot of
0: things. <laughs> the, fact the fact that she's into The fact that she's into Yaoi, she loves showing off her body. Uh um, I mean,
1: I can't blame her.
0: <laughs> the fact she just basically says straight up, yeah, I'm I like eating pussy. <laughs> she should eat meat, eh? <laughs> yeah, eat more meat. That that's gonna come up later. <laughs> anyway. I love that scene later on. Um Yeah, like she's got this really energetic personality and apparently she loves to read because her house is full of books.
1: I love, I love like how this, like this arc starts. And again, like, Nisio is so good at that. Like, like pointing you gently, like taking you on on a, on a ride, you know, for like, and you, you feel like you're going in through like a, like a scene or whatever. And then without you even realizing it, he sets up, the entire arc like i love how the first episode of this arc for instance it starts out with uh aragi talking about like how a uh, hitagi is is tutoring him and then it goes on to him like being with her at her place and them studying together and it's all great in you know we've been, we've seen kanbaru they talked about her and uh, we got the sense of her, her character it's like okay Nothing really too exciting so far, and then by the end of the episode, he goes back home and he gets absolutely just smashed by that fucking devil, whatever that is, the without rainy you even devil, realizing yeah. it. Rainy devil.
0: That's the oddity that has control of uh, Suruga Kambaru um, is the rainy devil, and I like how everyone keeps referring to it as a monkey's paw because it literally turns like her what, her left arm into a monkey arm. Is it her left arm or her right arm? I can't remember.
1: It's her left arm. And they literally, she thinks it's a monkey, like the monkey's paw, you know, because like she, her mother, for some reason, inherited her this like artifact who looks like, looks like a monkey's paw. And she wishes, she, she like, she wishes for some things and then it grants her, but in a very twisted way.
0: Taking baka Godfrey, like by itself like that does seem really random we find out later why she was gifted this
1: her mother in particular is a character we see almost we almost never see her but from time to time she, she just her presence is like is talked about in yeah she's talked 30, about a yeah.
0: lot but she's very rarely actually seen in fact i think she's only ever been seen one time like once in the flesh.
1: once yeah
0: um and that's in a flashback if i recall she um,
1: we heard from her in a flashback we see her i think I, I think only for like a quick scene and that's it very later on
0: yeah we're definitely going to talk about her because like her her mom becomes a somewhat of a plot point later on uh in the monogatari series
1: kanburine so. in particular has connections that we are not aware of yet, yet. but are going to be interesting to talk about later i sure.
0: also i when when we get to when we get to nisei in particularly second season I, i'm going to I have theories. I will. I will point out. Uh, we'll get there.
1: We'll get there soon.
0: But yeah, the 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 first fight with the rainy devil with Kamabu, fucking phenomenal animation that fight scene.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, actually, totally. the
0: second the second fight also has really good animation as well. And it's brutal. Uh, like manga
1: 3 is brutal as fuck when it wants to be. It's. Also, can we talk about insane. the
0: Katagi service?
1: Oh, the Intagi service. It's, it's, I
0: like it's, how in that that first, um, the first fight with the Rainy Devil, like Itagi shows up and and Koyomi's laying. He's been fucked over. Like he's been beat the fuck out by the. the and rainy devil. just
1: like, and she's just abusing him. Like, uh, which is like, how could you forget? Because the whole thing is she was supposed to give him money to get give to Oshino for he how he helped her with her apparition problems. Mm. And she's like she's like she's showing up there, he's just almost dead, and she's scolded him for forgetting that, like taking the, the money and then yeah. what does she do?
0: <laughs> yeah, it just shows up, and it's like, hey have a have a fucking uh, penny shot, nice, never change itagi,
1: never change itagi
0: <laughs> uh but yeah that that second fight where um uh Koyomi and the Rainy Devil are fighting again. Like, that whole reveal at the end of how they sort of solve the whole thing. So, uh, as we mentioned, Kamaru is a lesbian. um, And she has the hots for Hitagi. Uh, Well, she had the hots for Hitagi, but then she realized, probably, that Hitagi wasn't into women. And that she could never actually have Hitagi. Uh, I mean,
1: we don't know what is Hitagi into, but keep on going, yeah?
0: (laughs) But Another thing is she just she was always athletic, sort of a tomboyish character, um, mm. and she just wanted to do well in, in in sports, and that's one of the things she prayed on the the quote unquote monkeys paw for, was to get better, and the reason it got better or she got better at it was because the monkeys paw was actually going out and attacking her competition, like literally, and making sure they couldn't compete.
1: Yeah, and the, then like she. And it's the same. It's again. It's that thing of careful what you wish for again, and that all escalates to to the point where she has this falling out with Itagi because Itagi also was sick and, and all that happened. But then she thought she sort of let go of that sort of unrequited love, and uh, but then she see her with uh, Aralagi and it sort of uh, breaks her for for a bit, you know, and. She she did she explicitly wish that like to to kill Aragi or was it like something? I think else? it was more of
0: a uh, unconscious thing. Like she just wanted to stop what was being in her way, um, and what was in her way was Koyomi. Yep. Um, but then I think when she realized, especially when Hitagi showed up, um, and realized that if I kill Koyomi, Hitagi is gonna fucking kill me, and then I'll never get what I want.
1: And she'll never forgive her, and, and she'll never forgive me. Yeah, and she realizes that like it's it's not gonna like she realizes it's not gonna happen. She's not getting she's not getting together with Hitagi. And I love that conversation between Sanjiara and Kanbaru in that instance where like again Kanbaru just beats the shit out of Aragi. Great fight! I love the animation. It's so raw. It's awesome. And then by the end of it, uh, Hitagi shows up because, of course, the goat Oshino called her because he knew that's the only way to stop it. And the moment she enters, Kanbu just, like, snaps. Stops. she's like, In her tracks, she stops, like, yeah. just stops. Just stops. Because she, and there's she, like that, she, There's
0: she, that like, oh shit realization, like, if I go through with this, I'm never actually going to get what I want.
1: This person will hate me forever.
0: Yeah. And, like, I, I, she has that sort of realization that, well, if I can't have Hitagi as a lover, maybe I can have her as a friend.
1: Yeah. It's it's a great scene. I, I love that scene.
0: I also feel like that's something a lot of people can relate to as well. Like, there's probably a lot of people out there that can relate to, like, really wanting to be in a romantic relationship with someone that you can't be in one with.
1: And it's rough. It, it is rough. I mean... And again, they're high schools. So of course, it's like it's the it's their entire world. You know,
0: of course, um, of course, of course. I, I too but, was in high school once. It was many years ago, but I was there. I I kind of remember it. It may have been the Cretaceous period, but I do remember it.
1: It's a uh, it's it's a great it's it's a great arc. I I really like this arc a lot. Yeah, and and. Yeah. I, as you said. I even
0: like I even like that when, when they're talking, when um Hitagi and Kamaru are talking, like even mm-hmm. even though Kambaroon knows what the answer is, she still asks the question. She's like Um uh, how did she phrase it? I, I can't remember the exact words, but she's looking like right into Itagi's eyes and says, I love you. And Hitagi's like, I'm sorry, I don't like girls. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and also, you know, she's with Aragi, so it's not gonna happen. And it's yeah. and yeah it's it's a good it's a great arc um but what comes after it is a bit
0: eh. okay so the next arc let's talk in, about in that baki is nariko snake um obviously sengoku uh, nariko is introduced um also has the op one of the most iconic ops in the history of anime Renai Circulation, one of the most sung by
1: memeable the... openings
0: yes you die <laughs>
1: Sung by Alex Jones, obviously. Yes,
0: sung by Alex Jones, but no, Run Eye Circulation sung by the incredibly talented and absolutely lovely Kana Hanazawa. Um, Our goddess. You know, uh, I don't know why it didn't click with me before. Like, Run Eye Circulation is an iconic OP. It's referenced so many times throughout, you know, all kinds of anime commentary. Such a buck, dude. But it's only ever seen twice. Like it's only ever yeah. in two episodes, because Nautico Snake is a two episode long story arc, and I'm thinking to myself, my god, there have been ReZero OPs that we've seen more than this.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's it's kind of insane that such a like impactful opening was was there for so such a little time. It's it's kind of insane, but it's it's a great opening. I love it. Maybe it's,
0: it's really true. Absence does make the heart grow fonder.
1: <laughs> maybe. It's it's like all the rest of the openings, it's it represents Nadeko so well. It's like, but yeah, it's sugary, like say, it's poppy. It hmm.
0: is, it is. Uh, but like you say, it, it, there's not a whole lot to talk about with this arc. Like, yeah, it's only two episodes exactly like the uh, Hitagi crab park, but there's, there's a lot less going on in this, in this arc. Um, it, it almost seems to me, and, and, I'm curious to see what you think about this, too. It almost seems to me like this was inserted. I mean, obviously, it's it's in the light novel as well. But it seems like this entire arc is really just inserted as a roundabout way to introduce um, Nautico for more stuff down the road and really nothing else. So that's the thing. I mean, Nisiru
1: is really good at throwing fucking foreshadowings and red herrings all over the place like mm-hmm. on part of rewatch you just pick up on so many things that you just you're like whoa really wait that what the fuck really if they, they they talk about that that early on really huh and some of it is i'm sure is set up like is is, is like he, he planned that but some of the things that happen i i don't know if it's just he actually did plan them out or he he built upon stuff that he wrote before, whether they were like good or not, but just like built upon that to create something even greater. One of these instances is for sure not a snake because this arc is not remarkable at all. I, there's nothing yeah.
0: well, except for its op.
1: Except for its op, yeah, for sure. But there's nothing really fascinating fascinating about it. You know, it's I it's have just a okay. About this.
0: I really okay, have a theory on. about this. I don't know if it's true or not, and I I know Nisio Ison's a great writer. There's no there's no doubting that. He's for one sure. of the greatest he's one of the greatest writers in Japan right now. He's up there with Ginnarabuchi in terms yep. of his writing talent. Totally. I have a feeling that he actually conceptualized a lot of the stuff for Nautico that came after this. Like, you know, the stuff in 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 second season that we'll get to. I feel like he conceptualized all of that first with her character, and then didn't really come up with a way to introduce her character until later.
1: It could be because Monogatari is really good at taking uh, taking pretty much like uh, um, stereotypes and character archetypes, and then shattering those and building real characters on top of these. Like, like I mean, <laughs> throughout Bakemonogatari. Gar is referred to as a tsundere and and, you know oh she's a tsundere she's a tsundere but then she becomes so much more than that she's like she becomes a real person and that goes for almost all the characters and I think Nadeko starts out as like just the good girl like you know the just the boring girl for 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 instance and I don't again maybe maybe he is I mean i I think he is a genius, but maybe he's that level of giga brain where he planned it out from the start. But because this arc doesn't sell her that well, aside from her being, you know, just a cute, quiet girl.
0: Now I will say it does, in in hindsight, knowing what comes afterwards, it does uh, sow some seeds for a lot of the stuff that does come later, um, especially her having sort of this childhood crush on Koyomi. Um, Koyomi
1: Onita, it's like oh, okay. I've seen this before.
0: It's, it's, it's funny because she, they, they, they've met each other before. I mean, Koyomi, I think was like six years old when they first met. Um, and, um, and like, she's sort of jealous that he has these sisters that he can always, cause she's an only child. Um, and he, she, she's kind of jealous that he has these sisters that he can play with. And, you know, has all these, you know, has friends and all this stuff. And, um, that's why she starts. Can I call you onichan Like, can Oof. I be your little sister?
1: <laughs> and he's enabling her. <laughs> one, which I mean, is she is another loli.
0: Just putting that yeah. out there. And again, it's one. And one of the
1: things. One, one of the things I I appreciate this arc on rewatch is because it what comes later and builds on this arc just makes it so much more interesting.
0: Yeah, what comes afterwards sells this arc.
1: Yeah, and it's it's interesting because this is, like, the first arc in Bake where you kind of think to yourself, like, because it's really straightforward, like, um like Nadeko is, like, suffering from this condition for some reason, that she has these, like, snake scales on her, and uh, Koyomi and Kanbaru are, like, trying to help her, and then they realize there's, like, a spirit, like, a curse that was cast on her, so they try and help her, and they lift the curse, and it's, like, over. But then the question that...
0: Also and, and something that's alluded to for, for later.
1: Yeah, and the brilliant thing about it, because, like, and they don't talk about it, but then you're sort of left to wonder, did really Nadeko do anything in this arc? And it's like, not really. She's sort no, of like... because,
0: like, without without intervention from Koyomi, um, she'd probably be dead.
1: Yeah, she'd probably be dead, and she... And, and, like, I... I love it that by the end of her arc of this arc, um like at the beginning she's like, koyomi yunichan, koyomi yunichan, and then by the end she says it more confidently, I guess you know, yeah,
0: uh, and it's funny because Meme even says that like shes the the little like ritual she's doing at the shrine to killing snakes is the right idea, like it it's a way to lift the curse, but she's not strong enough to do it on her own,
1: yeah. Because it's it's it, again this arc is so much more interesting to think about after you've watched more parts of the show, uh, but it's really interesting to see all these seeds being sown early on.
0: It's another thing, like again, rewatching you 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 see some other things because it's almost like Memé is trying to tell Koyomi like you know you shouldn't be altruistic all the time because that's what that that whole line about um uh no what no one can save you you can only save save yourself. Like, it's not always advantageous to be altruistic 100% of the time. But occasionally, and, you know, with Nautico, sometimes you are you have to be altruistic. You have to go and help somebody.
1: Or should you? Because it's, again, it's interesting. I mean, throughout uh-huh. the season we see, see...
0: but that's for later in the time. That's because... for later. Duh. Yeah.
1: But, but it's it's really interesting to see how Aragi just throws himself at problems, just like he does in this final arc of Bake at Tsubasa Cat. Yes. Bam! Nice
0: segue, am I right? Woo! Nice segue. You didn't even talk about how sexualized Nautica was in this arc.
1: I try and try not mention that.
0: <laughs> but yeah, uh, so into the final uh, uh, story arc, we have Subasa Cat, which is the longest story arc in uh, baki Monogatsuri. it is episodes 11 through 15 as i mentioned before the final three episodes of this arc were not broadcast on television um i don't know why i don't know why they ever did it like that but i guess they
1: just because you know by seasons it's always like 12 to 30 episodes maybe i actually i don't know we we can only speculate maybe there's like an interview somewhere about that
0: maybe I'd, i'd be interested to find out exactly why um it is the way it is but anyway the op in this is sugar sweet nightmare by sugar sweet nightmare easy for me to say by (laughs) who is the voice actor for uh subasa hanakawa uh i just want to say uh you know i talk to people all the time about monogatari ops because you know there's a lot to talk about with monogatari ops this one is almost never brought up in a list of like top five or top ten monogatari ops and i don't know why because it's really really good
1: yeah, it's a good opening. Uh, it's not my favorite, but it's it's good. It's it's. I, I love how good. it
0: intercuts between like actual live action, like real world photography, and animation. and animation. Yeah, um, and how sure. it like blends those two together. I really like the visual aesthetic of of this op. I love the song too because I love Yui Horie's voice. I
1: I agree, but I think this is the weakest of our songs in the entire show. Not in a bad way. I just I think I like the others. Oh, oh,
0: for sure. I just, I just wanted to point out that, like, I feel like it's a very underrated OP even within the Monogatari fandom. Yeah. So, Natai, what happens in this, this arc? Because a lot of stuff happens. So it's
1: very interesting because, like, so again, the three, the last three episodes were aired later, but because, but it is interesting how. The first episode of this arc is pretty much a recap. It's it's a recap for something that we ha- haven't seen, obviously, but we'll delve into later on, which is Golden Week. Golden uh, apparently, week. apparently during Golden Week, which week, which happened, uh, and that happened between the events of whatever happened back when Aragui became a vampire for the first time, and be- and so between that and Bakke, um, they came across this apparition uh, that turned Hanakawa into a cat girl. And it's great, and I love it, and I would love to Especially when judged. she
0: wears pajamas, because fuck, that's sexy.
1: Fuck, man. <laughs> Woo.
0: I have never been more turned on by pajamas in my life.
1: So the whole thing is um, the the long and short of it is uh, <laughs> pretty much <laughs> is uh, how uh, Hanakawa turned into this like cat girl that is the manifestation of her stress. And during Golden Week, that stress happened because things that occurred in her home. And and the way that she was done was Shinobu actually got her and attacked her and drained her and weakened that apparition. And till now, it was all well and good, but now there's a chance she's back. But then right before we can get into that, we delve into a different episode that's all about... Hitagi and Koyomi going on a date, and it's one of the most magical episodes in the entire show. And I yes, love it
0: for sure. That that date is is something else. I like even and how trip to the date. <laughs> yeah, um, I like how um, Hitagi is like trying to find the right phrase, phrasing to ask him out on a date. And she's, yeah. she's she she starts with we're going on a date, and it's like no, that's not quite right. And then it's she goes like three like, or like, four different date? variations of it. It's like we're going on a date. It's like you chose the same fucking one.
1: And, I, and and that comes back at the end of the date, and I love how that shows her like trying to be better and better herself for the sake of Aragi Because by the end of the date, it's it's this wonderful show of her like sharing with him one of her most like um, intimate things she loves and that's going out to uh, to this certain spot and looking at the stars and it goes back to the ed which is pretty much about her talking about seeing the stars together and it's beautiful i love it and yes i love how by the end of it she's like "Eh, we want uh, we need to kiss oh wait should should we kiss Should and she's again looking for the right words to share her feelings with him because he is having a hard time doing it but it's it's so wonderful to see her grow like that. I, it's, I, this is my favorite aspect of Bake, honestly. Also,
0: like it, you know, relating it to someone who had been like sexually assaulted, like I can imagine that being intimate with someone after that would be difficult.
1: And she even says it. She's like, "You're gonna have to like,
0: you're gonna have to bear with me because bear like, with me, yeah. You know, being intimate and kissing and and touching is gonna be very difficult for me. Yeah. And Itagi's like, bring it on." i love you girl
1: yeah it's 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 a wonderful show of just her she, she, i love how she's like this is my treasure and they just sit there stargazing together it's like ah yeah. i love it. it's a one it's one of the best episodes ever it, it
0: certainly it. humanizes her for sure because like a, yeah. as you say like she's introduced this kind of somewhat generic Sundre character and then like as the show goes on like you realize no she's just incredibly insecure about herself and then you find out why she's so insecure and and then now that she has someone who's like accepting her for who she is and not like just how she looks like she can lower that guard like because the whole thing is like both hitagi and Koyomi are somewhat insecure characters and together they're able to like lift that screen they put up above them
1: it's beautiful dude it's 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 beautiful
0: and also that, that conversation, the short conversation that Koyomi has with uh Hitagi's father in the car, where he's mm. saying, like, I know I haven't been a good father, I know I haven't been there for when I when she needed me the most and then but he says he says to Koyomi, I see how she talks about you and I see how she is when she thinks about you and like you're good for her. That's such a such a and good which, episode. Which I I not to spoil anything, but that that's also gonna come up later, uh far later in, in the series, uh when Koyomi is talking about what Hitagi means to him.
1: It's such a their relationship is like honestly the heart of this entire series and it's It is. It's great. I love it. Also, I fucking love the moments in the car where sometimes they'll refer to it as Sanjogahara son and Hitagi is like, "Hey, fa- hey, father, I think he's trying. He's he wants to ask you a question." It's like, "Ah, oh, Hitagi, son." <laughs> I
0: also like how she's one hundred percent like trying to arouse him in the back seat by rubbing. Yeah, his dude. Leg. I
1: don't know what the fuck she was whispering to him back there, but it's like okay. <laughs> She's like, "Oh, you think Kunbro is an erotic girl? Hold my beer."
0: <laughs> yeah. Let me whisper a lot of sweet nothings in your ear to get you hard. <laughs> I mean, hey, <anyway>,
1: I'm down.
0: <laughs> but anyway, after that that episode with the date, by the way, if you just watch the broadcast version, that's where it ends. That's the end. Yep. That's the Um end. but that 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 episode right after it where they're having that her uh Koyomi and Hitagi are having that conversation in, at the bike rack at school. Uh, first of all, I want to say, interesting directorial choice, because if you notice in that scene, um, Hitagi's hair changes color. It's black. Yes, that's right. In the light novels and in the uh, Bakemonogatari manga, which is currently in serialization, that is her actual hair color, is black.
1: Oh, um, it wasn't purple?
0: It is not purple in the light novel or the manga. Um, well, I, I guess in the manga it kind of is, at least on the cover art. Um, it, it tends to be like a dark shade of purple. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the original uh, light novel illustrations, her hair is black. Interesting. And it's the only time in the series you actually see her looking like she is in the light novels. Now, I don't know why they did this, but I can tell you that this conversation has one of the best fourth wall breaks in the history of yes. anime. Where... Uh, she's talking about being able to mimic uh, Koyomi's voice and he's like well how can you do that and he's like because my voice actor is really good
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's it's awesome there's so many like it's like Monogatari as a whole is very referential there's so many mm-hmm. references to so many things um, and some of the, some of the time these references go over my head but that moment of her like just sort of and then proceeding to mimicking Koyomi is such a great moment. It's it's awesome.
0: Yeah. Uh that that's a, a great one of the great moments in this entire uh series. Again, I don't know what the directorial choice was her being like. This is the only time you see her as she appears in the the light novel. One way I kind of like interpreting it, although I don't know if this is the actual point, is that it's this uh conversation isn't actually canon like it's not something that actually happens like I don't know how else to describe that like it's it's only going on in one of the two's heads
1: maybe I don't know it's I love it either way
0: (laughs) yeah I, I do too I love that I love that little moment but anyway also we get Hachikuji Hachikuji comes back we
1: get Hachikuji and it's it's a great it's it's a great little conversation and again it sets up a lot of stuff for this arc and some arcs later
0: yeah and they talk about uh Hachikuji and Koyomi talk about the uh, Araragi's relationship with Hanakawa. Yeah. And that like they're really just friends, uh, but Hachikuji thinks that they'd make they that they would make a good couple.
1: And it's funny because it's it's as you watch some, like when you watch some like parts of the series, and when you get to Kizu, you, you'd you'd be thinking, "Huh, she's sort of like positioned as like this main girl that he would end up with, right?" Mm. But it's like yeah. what happened that didn't turn out like that, and it's we delve into that later on. But it's it's yeah. interesting that she starts interjecting like co- and commenting on that the relationship this early on,
0: yeah. I also find it funny because this is the first time the first of many times going forward that uh, Koyomi and Ahachikuji will actually talk to each other as like adults. Right. Um, yeah. Like, you know, she's presented as an elementary school kid, like in someone like in fifth, fourth or fifth grade Um, at, at the absolute oldest, maybe even younger than that. Um, and Koyomi talks to her the way you would never actually talk to a child. Like, he uses, like, I'm not even talking about the vaguely sexual stuff they talk about. I'm talking about, like, uh, they talk about very serious, grounded stuff. Like, the nature of of relationships and and the nature of, like, friendships and stuff, stuff you wouldn't really even think to talk about a kid with and it's because I think that he realizes that she died a long time ago so she's really been around for like 18, 19, 20 years.
1: Yeah. it's honestly great conversations. I love the dialogue between the two. I mean yeah. aside from the just shenanigans they go through and just the bullshit and they go through and
0: Arararagida. Ararara-gida. Arararagida.
1: That's my name.
0: Coming <laughs> my I stuttered. <laughs> I, love I love that. I love that running gag between the two as well. Throughout, the... they, they
1: always, always go like it just goes and goes and goes and goes and it goes stupid directions, and I love it.
0: Hmm. That's also uh, going to but... come full circle by the time second season comes around, for sure.
1: Uh-huh. Um, but let's talk about Hanakawa again. Yes, now that she's um, so back the... and she's...
0: yeah, the what's the what's the actual name of the oddity? I forget now.
1: Sawari cats.
0: The Sawari cat. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like that. First of all, the character design is amazing. Uh, and also this, oh, yeah. the way that Yui Horie changes her voice when she's oh, in so the, good. in the black Hanakawa mode. It, it's and so it's good. Not just the,
1: like adding the cat noises a day, you know, the neon to her sentence. It's just her, like her pitch is different and her mannerisms are different. It's, it's so cool to compare it to. It's it's ah.
0: It is. I, you you might you know uh, uh, without knowing better, you might think that they were voiced by two different people, but they're not. That's something also yep. we'll get into later when it comes when Shinobu finally gets to talk. Um, that she's voiced by one person, but like, the the vocal range is amazing. Yeah. Also that that tongue twister though.
1: That tongue twister, it's I could never do that.
0: I also love how this is this is a thing with um, translation. So in the Japanese, she's doing a Japanese tongue twister Um, written out. It wouldn't be a tongue twister in English. Every single translation I have seen for it does not even bother to translate what the actual uh, tongue twister is. They just insert an English tongue twister. And I love the fact that they did that because yeah. if you actually tried to do that literally, this is one of those it instances no where yeah, this is one of those instances where I'm actually glad they did not literally translate something. For all the people out there that bitch and moan about translations not being literal, this is a really good example of one time you definitely don't want to be literal with your translation.
1: That's the point of a translation. Again, you're trying to convey to translate what the characters are like saying, not literally, but what like the actual point of it, you're conveying what the yes. what the meaning of, of the sentences.
0: Yeah, I just it, it's something that bugs me when people talk about literal translations. Like, yeah, sometimes I can get with you, but there's other times like this where you don't want a literal translation. Uh, but yeah, that that that's really great. And then like this whole thing with the cat, like why the cat exists, like it's a manifestation of Hanakawa's stress. And then the first time this cat appeared, we we find out that the cat appeared because of the stress she was having with her family. Yeah. And the fact that her family is a little, particularly her father, they're not her actual parents.
1: I love that. Like, I I I should have wrote it down. But how does that word, like her her father, like uh, what? Did, how did that go? Like her father married a different woman and then her mother de- married a different man and then they married each other. I, d- I don't even know. Something weird.
0: It, it, it's a really weird thing and it's not really expanded on a lot in this. The but point the point is, is that
1: not, they're, not, they're, they're not her biological parents.
0: No, and she's essentially an orphan. More or less. Yeah. I mean, she's an orphan without having parents dead. If that makes sense. I don't know. Yeah, it, it, pretty much. It's a really, it's a really strange thing situation that is expanded on later in Neko Black or Black white? and White. Black and Both. White, yes. Um I think it's really expanded on in Neko White.
1: Yeah. Her situation definitely.
0: Yeah. The and the fact that her father in particular, her quote unquote father, is somewhat physically abusive to her. Yeah. And like it's it's alluded to before because you see her uh one of her appearances she has a bandage on her cheek.
1: That's in the flashback to Golden Wake, yeah. And then yeah. it's and back then, again, the the Sawari cat manifested as her stress to sort of and and actually hurt her parents because the situation in her home caused her so much stress. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now, and that's like the whole explanation of this arc is like, why is she stressed out again is because of her feelings towards Aragi. And for the first two episodes of this like three parter, it's like the cat is like going along with them and you know she is captured at some point by Oshino but she's like for the most part she's like you know she's not a threatening force you could say I mean she's yeah. powerful but she's not a threat as far as we could tell but then by yeah. the end of uh, this arc end of the season she reveals now Dummy, the reason she's so stressed out is because she loves you but now yeah she's been in with. love
0: with you ever since you saved yeah. her life
1: yeah. Baka.
0: Baka. Um Yeah, and then like the the solution that uh the cat has is that well let me just kill you, then I can be rid of this stress because the source of the stress is gone.
1: And I love that whole exchange. We talked about this like uh not while recording, but we talked about this. But I love how his first instinct for a moment is because Black Hanakawa says, Hey, either fall in love with my master, I mean Hanakawa or die, and that will solve that will solve her problem. And for an instance, for a moment, Aragi is like, maybe I uh, will just die, and that will save her. But then he realizes, oh shit, I can't do that. Hitagi will kill her.
0: <laughs> yeah. What happens when he has this realization? What happens?
1: Mm, a little someone is showing up finally after being dis- after disappearing.
0: Who's been hidden in his
1: shadow all along? <laughs> That's also an, a plot point that sort of we is getting touched on later in the show by how Shinobu is sort of disappeared and Oshino kind of lets her go at that point because Oshino is leaving apparently. Yeah, Oshino is He's leaving any he, he he you
0: know uh what's the word I'm looking for? He alludes to this, you know, way earlier than his actual departure like, "Hey, you know, eventually I'm not going to be around and you're going to have to figure some of this shit out yourself, Koyomi." And he
1: just waves goodbye without saying anything.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um uh, but no, like and the whole thing with Shinobu's disappearance and he and uh Koyomi enlists all the other girls that he's met so far to help him try and find Shinobu and he's and she's been in his shadow all along following him around because it's another thing that it's telling you that these two characters although we know very little about shinobu at this point these two characters are inexorably linked and that just adds to the mystery like how are they linked and what does this mean going forward
1: and what do they mean for each other it's like hmm. and what
0: do they mean to each other and that's something that's going to be explored
1: Uh, literally he says in like the last episode on some points like if if she dies tomorrow, I don't mind dying as well. It's like whoa, what what what's the history between these two? It's like what the yeah. fuck?
0: Yeah, and you know, there's 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 something there, and it, it just sets it up so perfectly for for to be explored later.
1: But yeah, uh, then Shinobu saves the day. Def- um, she defeats Black Hankawa and she goes back. It's like, but it's the same solution. So the question comes up again. Well, will this last? I mean, she was back. Before, what's going to stop her from coming back again and it's
0: and again and again and again like this is going to be a recurring issue that we have to deal with until Hanakawa realizes that she can't have Koyomi
1: yeah it's like because Hanakawa didn't really deal with her stress I mean Shinobu sort of helped her but that doesn't solve the problem
0: she's the type of character who very much internalizes all of her stress and like it just bottles up and bottles up and bottles up and then it just comes out all at once
1: it's, yeah, it's just great writing. I love it. Yeah. And, it's and again, a, it's a fantastic something
0: else arc. that's something else that I think is relatable because I think there's a lot of people who are either like that or you probably know someone like that who doesn't deal with their stress, you know, head on. They bottle it up until it all just poof, comes out all at once.
1: Yep. It's a fantastic arc. I, I love this arc.
0: And again, I'll go back to it. I'll go back to it over and over again. No one can save you. You can only save yourself.
1: Yep. Uh, and yeah, but then then we get a little, little you know, just a short sort of uh, moment of goodbye for all the ca- all the girls in Aragi saying goodbye to Oshino to some extent. They're like they're going to the to the old hi- high school, and he's not there. And oh my god, this like we listened to it like was it last night or two nights ago? That piece of music that plays at the end when they're like going to the school. It's it's mwah, I love that soundtrack mm-hmm. so much, especially in that yeah. scene.
0: Yeah, uh but that is that's Bakemonogatari. Um, for now, that's the
1: end of Bakemonogatari. Yeah.
0: For now, yes. I I can't remember exactly what I felt like when I first watched this all the way through back in 2015, but I can tell you this: I I feel the same way. I felt. I know I felt the same way then that I did after rewatching it now. Can't wait for the next part.
1: Ooh, and it's gonna be quite a steamy part. Am I right?
0: it is uh nise monogatari is it's it's a hell of a thing it's a hell of a thing it really it really really is and that's the only way i can describe it but that's for some other time before yeah that'll be that'll be next time so um you know if you're out there listening to this and you want to watch along with us especially if this is your first time through the monogatari series watch it along with us um like i said next time will be it, it will be fun. Next time we'll be a uh, Monagatri, and I'm sure we will have just as much fun talking about that as we did uh, this one. So unless you have anything else, uh, Naang.
1: Sorry, John. <laughs> yeah, sorry, John. We, we went a little a few over tangents. time with
0: this, but you knew it was going to be that way. I'm sorry, though. Um, but thank you all out there for dropping in to listen to us gush about the Monogatari series. Uh, check the description below to find links to Anime Club, After Dark on Twitch, on social media, and on Discord. Check out our merch store and our affiliate links as well. Any purchases you make there do really help us out. With that, I've been your host, Alex, and I will see you next time. Say good night and a tie. service. <laughs> hey, Nathan, mm. I want you to know something. Okay. I don't know everything, but I know what I know. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> <laughs>